What is the most misunderstood passage in the Bible? There are a few candidates, but making the top of the list for most people would be judge not lest you be judged today on Hot Topics. Hi, this is Robert Furrow. If you're new here, consider subscribing, liking, sharing, and ringing the bell so you can get all of our new videos. The comment section is open below. We would love to hear from you. In Luke 6, verse 37, it says, Judge not, lest you be judged. And most often when people talk about that verse, they talk about what it doesn't say. Because you bring up something that someone's doing that's wrong, and they say something like, don't judge me, or don't judge me, man. They don't want to be judged by what they're doing. And so then people spend time talking about why this verse isn't telling us that we can't observe and talk about what people's sin is. I want to start today by looking at what Jesus meant when he said to judge not. And I have three things. First of all, you're not a judge. You don't have that authority. It means that you have not been given the position to judge. I'm not a judge. You're not a judge unless you're a real judge, a city judge or a state judge or whatever kind of a judge you would be. In that case, you have the authority over people that enter into your courtroom. But what Jesus is saying is in the lives of people, he is the judge. I'm not. I don't have a right to judge over people. The very next thing Jesus says in that passage is, listen to what it says here in, in Luke 6, 37, judge not and you shall not be judged, condemn not and you shall not be condemned. The same idea. I don't have the authority to condemn anyone. If I condemn someone, it doesn't mean they're condemned. Only God can condemn. Jesus told the woman caught in the act of adultery, go your way and sin no more. I don't condemn you. The second thing he meant when he said, judge not, or you will be judged, is that we are going to be treated the way we treat people. We set the narrative for how God will treat us. This is not karma when he says, judge not, or people are going to judge you, condemn not, or people are going to condemn you, forgive, and you'll be forgiven by people. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, don't judge because God's going to judge you in the way you judge other people. In another place, he says, in the manner you judge, you will be judged. In another place, he says, we will be condemned by the very words that come out of our mouth. So we want to be careful that we don't have sin in our life, have hypocrisy in our lives, and then judge other people. The Bible says the mercy we give is the mercy we're going to get. If we condemn, then we're going to be condemned by God. If we don't forgive, then we will not be forgiven. If we give, it will be given back to us, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. We are setting the narrative for the way that God interacts in our lives. And when we really get a hold of that, the more merciful we are, the more we say, I'm not going to judge that individual, the more we understand that God's treating us in a similar way. Let me read through this passage. Putting it in context helps us to understand what Jesus was saying and what he wasn't saying. He says in verse 37, judge not and you will not be judged. Condemn not and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it shall be measured back to you. Then he tells them a parable. Can the blind lead the blind? they will both fall into a ditch. Many people will start this as some kind of a new section for Jesus, but he's still talking about judgment. He's saying if a blind person leads a blind person, it's dangerous and we don't know things about people's lives. I can observe that there's been a sin committed. 
I can observe that someone committed adultery and their marriage is in trouble, or that someone had some kind of severe failure and they're in trouble with the law. But what I don't know is what's going on in their heart. Are they sorry for what they've done? Is there hypocrisy in their lives? Have they truly repented from it? So when I pass a judgment based upon observing some sin in someone's life, what I don't know, God knows. And so the blind can't lead the blind. The third thing that Jesus would be saying here, here is you don't know what's really going on in the hearts of people. We look on the outward, but God looks on the heart. And that's why it's such a dangerous thing for us to judge. Now listen to what he goes on to say. He says, a disciple is not above his teacher. This is verse 40. A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher. He's saying the way he interacts with people, and we see him with the woman that washes his feet with her tears and wipes with her hair, the way he interacted with the woman caught in adultery, and others in the Bible, other sinners in the Bible, we see the way that we are supposed to interact with them as well. Then he tells this funny point in verse 41 of Luke 6. He says, and why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the plank that is in your own eye? This is what we do. We've got something major going on in our lives, and we can look and see a speck in someone else's life. He says, hypocrite, first remove the plank out of your own eye, and then you can see clearly to remove the speck out of a brother's eye. It's not that we're not to help people that have sin in their lives that we've observed. Galatians 6 tells us, you who are spiritual, go to someone who is in sin and restore them gently, considering yourselves, lest you also be tempted. So we know that we're to be involved in it. But this kind of hypocrisy, where we walk around like we're okay, we got a giant plank sticking out of our eye and pointing out the specks that are in other people's eyes is something that is completely appalling to Christ. Now he continues on in this text and in verse 43, still talking about judgment, he says, for a good tree does not bear bad fruit and a bad tree does not bear good fruit for every tree is known by its fruit. So when someone says I'm, I, I'm spiritual, I've got everything right with God, but they have sinful behavior, then we know that that's not a good tree. A good tree bears good fruit. A bad tree bears bad fruit. He's going to go on to say that you don't get figs from thorns and grapes from bramble bushes. And so we can look at the activities in people's lives and know what's going on. Now, that's not judgment. And that's when you approach someone who's got something, some sin that they're harboring in their lives, and you want to point it out because you would like to restore them. And they say, don't judge me. That's where we want to be gentle and loving and kind and approach them that we might be able to help them become a good tree that bears good fruit. So Jesus wasn't saying that we could never bring up the fact that someone has some behavior that may need to be corrected. We want to make sure we do it biblically, gently, kind, out of love, not arguing, all of those things. But he's not saying that. He's saying we have no right to pass judgment upon people because we don't know what we don't know. We don't have the authority to do it. God is the only one who is a judge. And sometimes we just have to go, Lord, I put them in your hands. I don't know what's going on in their lives, but I know that you do. And we should pray for them that God would be able to give them insight and they would be able to escape the kind of things that might be coming their way. Because when you sow to the flesh, from the flesh you reap corruption. When you sow to the spirit, from the spirit you reap life. You reap what you sow. 